Hello, this is Dennis Thomas from Things That Matter, where we speak about everything from faith to finance and all things in between. So let's get right in. Last time I was here, we were speaking about an article that I read uh, by J.P. Moreland called Choosing My Religion. And as you guys know, I read this article several times. And when I say several, I mean many, 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 many times. That's how good I think this article is. They speak about objective principles that one could look at in choosing their religion. And last time we were here, we were speaking about the beauty and art of the universe, the beginning and the existence of a finite universe, the existence of a finite mind, and objective moral law. And I made cases for each one of those principles. And I wanted to jump into another principle. Now, this one has to do with the religion's origin and a religion's success. And an adequate explanation for religion's origin and success should be based on divine activity should have appeal to divine activity and when i say divine i mean relating to or proceeding directly from god or a god we want to be able to decipher when we're looking at a religion is it based on brilliant human insight philosophical wisdom or does it have supernatural origins now when we look at something like naturalism which would be the opposite of supernatural It refers to the viewpoint that laws of nature operate in the universe and that nothing exists beyond the natural universe. But supernatural, on the other hand, is not subject to the laws of nature. Supernatural, for example, would be where you get the idea of souls, spirits, or even God. Now we think about the Quran, for example. Muhammad It stated that the Quran came to Muhammad in a cave. Now, as great as that story is, there's nothing about that story that escapes a naturalistic explanation. And what I want to show you guys today is there are two factors that indicate Christianity has supernatural origins. One is fulfilled prophecies. Now, you guys will see there's a lot of fulfilled prophecies. In the Old Testament alone, over 44 fulfilled prophecies. Um, the New Testament has a ton of fulfilled prophecies. And these are things that you want to review on your own. I'll give you guys two fulfilled prophecies here um, that, that you'll be able to try to sink your teeth into. But I would want you guys to look at these things on your own and check this for yourself to see if you could find other fulfilled prophecies out there because there are a ton of them that help you see That there are two factors that indicate that Christianity has supernatural origins. So let's look at 1st Psalm 22, verse 16 to 18. It says, Dogs surround me, a pack of villains encircles me. They pierce my hands and my feet. That's the part right there I want you guys to think about. They pierce my hands and my feet. All my bones are on display. People stare and gloat over me. They divide my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. Think about this. Jesus Christ gets crucified on the cross. But this book, Psalm, was written approximately a thousand years before Jesus Christ was born. It was before that method of execution was even being practiced. Guys, this is fulfilled prophecy. Jesus Christ walked on this earth in AD 1. He died approximately AD 33. Psalms, this verse is being written a thousand years before Jesus Christ was born and before that method of execution was even being practiced. Let's look at Isaiah 
7.14, okay? It says the Messiah would be born of a virgin. Let's go right here to Isaiah 7.14 too. I want to make sure we're accurate, right? Isaiah 7.14. You guys are putting me on the spot here, right? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and God will call him Emmanuel. Guys, Isaiah was written in approximately 701 to 681 BC, okay? The Messiah will be born of a virgin. Like I just said, Jesus Christ was born in AD 1. I want you guys also to think about this for a second too. If you guys start to get a little bit uh, creative with, with time here. Uh, I taught the kids this in, in Sunday school about AD and BC. AD meaning Anno Domini, the year of the Christ. BC meaning before Christ. So if you look at the timing here, okay, so we have Anno Domini AD right now, we're in the year 2018. We dropped we the AD, but it would be 2018 AD. So that means Jesus Christ was born in 1 AD. He dies in 33 AD. Now we're in 2018 AD, but we dropped the AD, right? But what, what's before 1 AD, okay? Before 1 AD would be 1 BC, and then the numbers go up from there. Now, the older the number, the older or the, the more uh, further back you're going in history, right? So we have 1 BC, 2 BC. So you'll see here, when you're looking at some of these Bible verses being written, so 701 BC to 681 BC. So 701 would be the older date uh, versus 681 BC. So the numbers go in an opposite direction, and, but we're going back into the beginning of time. Now, I tell the kids this when we were, I, I was teaching fourth and fifth graders, and I said, when did time begin? And no one could give an answer. We really don't know the answer. Right? There's all these theories out there of when time began. But since we don't know, either we don't have enough information of that or, or the information that is there, we haven't found it yet. So what we did is we decided to stop this timeline. Okay, So in the middle, you have A.D. We knew when Jesus Christ walked the earth and when he died. So they decided to start the A.D. timeline right there where Jesus Christ was born and said, okay, everything from that point on, 1 AD, the year of the, of the Christ, Anno Domini, everything from that point on would be 1, and it will go up to the date that we have now. Now, prior to that, before Christ, they don't really know a lot of things. We know we have a lot of information that happened, you know, 701 BC and going further, but we don't know the beginning of time. So instead of us starting with a number 1 for the beginning of time, we kind of are working our way backwards. So we have 1 BC, and as you go on, years uh, past, right? You have 2 BC, 10, 20, and it keeps going on. So 701 BC would be an older date in time than 681 BC. So I don't know if you guys got that, something that could be uh, written down on paper and shown a little bit easier. But just to give you guys a little idea of time here, Isaiah was written in 701 BC. If we were to do the math right now, to see how many years that would you take 2018 and add it to 701 and that's how many years back you would go from this point to 701 bc but if we were looking at when jesus christ was born he was born 1 a.d so 701 bc would have been 701 years before jesus christ was born it says the messiah will be born of a virgin 
So this is another fulfilled prophecy. This prophecy, prophecy was actually fulfilled in Matthew uh, chapter 1, verse 22, which was written between 40 and 140 A.D. Okay, so this is also another great thing for you guys to do. Start looking at the dates here of when these books are written. Um, I love to break these things down, especially for the kids in the class, because it gives you clear understanding of how old these books really are. Um, we're not talking about books that were uh, written, you know, 2,000 years ago. These are books that were written even more than that, right? Because, again, if we were to do the math here for even writing a book uh, of Isaiah in, you know, what did they say, 701 B.C., that's a long time ago. You're talking about uh, 27, uh, 19 years ago, right? 2,719 years ago, that book of Isaiah was written, and we still have the version of it, right? We still have copies of it. And uh, that leads me into my next thing, too. People wonder, do we really have original copies of these Bibles? You know, I, I was speaking to one of my physicians, and he's a Muslim, and he was saying, ah, your book's been translated so many times, and your book exists in so many different languages how do we know if the version that we have is an accurate version? And he has a good point there. How would we know that? I mean, if a book was written, we're saying Isaiah was written in 701 B.C., and if we do the math, 2018 plus 701 is 2,719 years ago. Um, that's a long time. How do we know that, you know, if, if I was to give you a message right now, and, and I told you to pass that message on to 10 people, and to tell me that message next week, we know that that message would change. So how do we know that we have reliable documents here? But let me explain how we know that we have reliable documents. One of the reasons that we know is because we have over 4,000 known manuscripts of the Bible that's dated between the 2nd and the 15th century. And these manuscripts are within 100 years of the original. So that means that we have an original copy, okay? We have over 4,000 known manuscripts. Manuscripts are copies of the original, okay? So they would be duplicated copies of an original version. We have over 4,000 of those known manuscripts dated between the 2nd and the 15th century, and these are all within 100 years of the original copy. If we look at other books out there, okay, because the claim is that our documentation. We have better historical documentation than any book of all of antiquity, okay? We look at the next biggest collection of books out there, Homer's Iliad, which is the Greek Bible. They have 643 copies dated within 500 years of the original. So again, they have manuscripts, they have copies of the original, but their copies are dated within 500 years of the original, and they only have 643 copies. By the way, we don't doubt Homer's Iliad, right? Aristotle, another person that we do not doubt, but there's only 49 copies that are dated within 1,400 years of the original. Again, we have better historical documentation of the Bible than any book of, in all of antiquity. Muhammad lived from 570 to 632 A.D. Okay, we learned about this before. A.D., Anno Domini, the year of the Christ. Okay, 570 he died in 632 A.D. The Quran was written in 633. His biography was written in 767 A.D. So almost 100 years after 
he died, there was a biography written for him. Buddha lived in the 6th century BC. So the 6th century BC would be somewhere in the 500s, right? Because the 1st century would be 0 to 99. The 2nd century would be uh, 100 to uh, 199, you know, so on and so forth. So about in the 500s or so. His first biography was written in 1st century AD. So again, we went through the numbers here, right? We learned about AD and BC. That would have been about 500 years after he died or lived that his biography was written. What we're trying to prove here is that Jesus Christ being the founder of our religion, that means we have more historical and better historical documentation for the founder of our religion than the founder of any other ancient religion out there. And when I say ancient, I'm talking about older religions that have been around for a long period of time. We have better documentation. The reason why that is, Jesus Christ again walked this earth, A.D. 1. He died A.D. 33. We look at the Gospels, okay? These are four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They were all written about Jesus Christ. Look at the Gospel of Mark, for example. The Gospel of Mark was written in 45 to 50 A.D. Again, Jesus died in 33. The Gospel of Mark was written in 45. So that would have been about 12 years or so since Jesus died. We're already writing a biography about his life. We're trying to see if this, is, if this information is accurate, if it's reliable, right? Something that would be considered reliable is something that was written early. And also not only written early, but also written early by eyewitness accounts. If something was written 12 years after Jesus died, there's a good chance that Mark, okay, that Gospel of Mark was being written. He was actually an eyewitness to the events that occurred when Jesus walked this earth. We look at the book of Mark, for example. The book of Mark was written in AD 50 to 53. Again, that is only 17 years after Jesus died. So not only are the words of the Bible written early, there's also a lot of thought that they were written by eyewitness accounts, not just a story that was told to a friend, that was told to a friend, and then continued to get passed down. These things were written very early, and now what we're doing is we're passing documents from people to people. That's a completely different story than things being passed by word of mouth. And I want you guys to understand this. This is the evidence that we're trying to show that the New Testament documents are reliable because they were written early, and they were written by eyewitness accounts. Okay, I know you guys thought I was done. Let's close this out. There's corroboration of Jesus outside of the Gospels, okay? So it's easy to say, well, where did you get that information? And then you say, I got it from the Bible. It's your classic circular reasoning, right? I say that it's true because I said it's true, right? So you're basically, your argument's going in a circle. You're not really able to prove it because you're proving it with a book that I don't even believe in. I don't even believe in your Bible. And you're telling me that that's where this information came from. Oh man, classic circular reasoning. But listen to this, guys. This corroboration of Jesus outside of the Gospels. I was so interested in this one day that I actually bought this book on Amazon. And I'm thinking, why did I buy this book? But it's called The Antiquities, and it was written in A.D. 93, okay? 
So again, guys, really old stuff, right? We spoke about this. We're in 2018 right now, AD. The Antiquities was written in 90, AD 93. Uh, Jesus walked this earth from 1 to 33. And we said before, Isaiah was written in 701 BC. So really old documents right here, right? But I was so bored, right? I don't know. No, I was interested. And I bought this book and I read it. And I'm like, wow, some of the things that were in here looked similar to words that you would see in the Bible, even how how it began with the story of Adam and Eve. But Josephus, okay, who wrote this, uh, was, he, he actually wrote the history of the Jewish people from creation until his time. So he was a historian. He was one of the most important Jewish historians of the first century, and he wrote this book called The Antiquities. So you're talking about a secular book that has nothing to do with the Bible, You won't hear his name in the Bible, but he's writing about these events that happened. So he's a Jewish historian writing about events that happened in the first century, and he writes about Jesus Christ. Interesting stuff here, right? You have another person, Tacitus. He was one of the greatest Roman historians. He wrote a book called The Annals. Now, it's not known specifically when it was written, maybe around 109 AD. And again, I'm throwing a lot of numbers at you guys here, so you might want to get a piece of paper, write some of these things down. I implore you guys to write that timeline down, though. Just think about this, okay? You draw a line, right? Just draw a straight line. In the middle of the line, put a little slash. Everything to the right of that slash would be AD. You start at 1, and you go all the way up to where we're at right now, 2018, okay? And you'll get an idea of how it looks, right? And then you take the, the slash to the left, right? So you have a slash in the middle of that line. To the right of it's going to be AD, so that's the year we're living in right now, the year of Christ, Anno Domini. Again, Anno Domini is Latin. And everything to the left of that would be BC, before Christ, okay? And you start at 1, and you keep going up from there, and that will show you how time has gone in the past. Because again, we don't know when time began, so you can't start at one. You have to start where, at the time that you do know events, Jesus Christ being born, Jesus Christ dying, so they start with the year of the Christ. Everything from the right of that is going to be after death or you know when Jesus Christ was alive. And then everything prior to that will be before Christ. You start at one and you go backwards. So... All right, I'm back, guys. I'm sorry. I got off a little tangent. History of the Roman Empire during the first century. So this is what the annals was about. It was the history of the Roman Empire before Josephus writes about the Jewish history. Uh, Tacitus is a Roman historian writing about the history of the Roman Empire during the first century from 14 to 68 A.D. Uh, This was one of the earliest secular historical records to mention Jesus Christ. So I want you guys to think about this. I knew I threw, uh, I know I threw a lot of information at you, but I think you guys can handle it, right? This is a very exciting information. This is going to allow you guys to really choose a religion, right? It's not just about feelings and sincerity. It's about the truth. It's about evidence. Uh, it's it's the same thing that a detective would do if they were, you know, searching through a crime case because they're trying to come to the truth. You might not know everything, every fact, but still doesn't mean that you can't come to the truth and make an accurate, rational, logical decision based upon reasoning, okay? God asks us to give us his 
our whole heart, soul, and mind. And tonight we're giving him our mind. Thank you.